I was just delivering some Christmas. Hey! Back up! This is a homemade explosive device, and I'll blow it up! You know why? Because I work for the post office, so you know I'm not stable! Tell them! Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast. With Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Oh, some coffee, you want some coffee? Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stack. Damn good coffee and hot. So, um, <laughs> I got picked up a new laptop today because my like, old one was dying. It was just, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Like, I was working and they were asking me to like do video editing. And yes. I was just like, okay, I can do video editing. But my laptop literally would not be able to load it up. Like, I couldn't load up Adobe. So, I had to like delete Jeez. so many f- files and like programs and stuff. And then eventually, I just said, I just said, like, okay, I need. Eventually, I was like, I need a new laptop. So I was just like, oh, Black Friday's coming up. But then they do deals like before, so I picked up like, um, I picked up a Dell, a, a Dell computer. Right. Um, every time I say Dell, I think of Dell, like you know, a Dell. <laughs> um, a Dell thirty. Yeah, the the XPS fifteen, which is you know. I recommend getting it, even though I only have. Oh, I love that Adele uh, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that XPS fifteen song. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, but no, no. Frankly, I can actually. This would be speedy now, so it doesn't take me ages to load up anything. Speedy, speedy. Cool, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Speedy. speedy, and it's actually and it's quite light as well, so I don't have to carry a massive like briefcase yeah. of. You, you know what? Um, uh, you know what I found out like the other day is that um, memory like RAM on like say PCs or laptops, whatever, it actually does weigh something. Yeah. It is like minuscule, you know, it's like point north 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 something grams, but it still weighs something. Don't you think that's really cool? That's it, like, yeah, I like that. Something yeah, which you wouldn't think is like, I don't know, um tangible can actually weigh something. Yeah. No, that's uh, the more you know. The more you know, yeah. I mean I'm not a massive <laughs> I, I you know, I can like I can like uninstall stuff and like but I can't, you know, I, I'm a bit of techie, but I can't do full on like, you know, coding and stuff. Like, know where to go to, like, yeah. get rid of stuff. And I mean, like, my the extent of like my uh, troubleshooting with uh, technology is, you know, like the the line from the IT crowd. <laughs> you know, I would try turning it off and on again, and that's no word of a lie. That is literally how I solve all my PC problems. Well, remember, what's that South Park episode where the internet literally went down, and like, oh, the internet, went mental, yeah. and then literally thing like yeah. Kyle. Like went up and like um, just pulled it out of like the. Socket That's meant to be like a mistake of uh, close encounters, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, instead yeah. of like the, the UFO, it's like a giant router. I thought it's War Games that that's taking the piss off. Um, oh, I'm not. Is it War Games? I think you might be right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so gonna lie. Fun. I haven't seen War Games, but I know it's got Broderick in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've only watched a bit of it, but I might be in that scene that. They were parody in South Park. Oh my god! They, they, have you heard of the new? Um, they're making a new like uh, television special for South Park. Really? I mean, the trailer for it. No. It's, it's literally like got um, uh, the four boys as they're older, and it's so weird. What? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's about like post um, pandemic, like South Park. <laughs> okay, right. So it's going to be a lot about like vaccines and stuff. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's gonna be funny. I mean, like South Park's done really well yeah. to kind of parody in the whole I mean, kind of 
as long as they pandemic. drop the whole like integrity farms thing, I think, I think that run its course. I think they stopped. They stopped that now. I think they run that joke into the ground. Yeah, it was it, funny at first, but then it was just what, what, like you know, what was it like two seasons of it? And then yeah, it, two yeah. seasons <laughs> until like there was jokes in the in the community just saying like, oh, you know, the Trey Parker and Matt Stone just want to like wrap up everything with South Park and just make their own weed farm. Like, what is the <laughs> the, the end game with this? <laughs> Yeah, it got it, like there was too many episodes of focusing too much on integrity. Yeah, uh, integrity. It was just, yeah, yeah. Um, Where my country go? Oh, that's God, not that's yeah. not integrity farms, is it? That's uh, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Garrison. Trump. Um, fuck them all to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Toffee Coffee Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Reese Bolton, and I'm your host, Reese Jones. And today we are go- doing something a bit different, and I know Christmas is not until December, but uh, due to the scheduling we've got, we've got a very packed December, so we wanted to review a Christmas film, something Christmassy, you know, because we, so- we did like a lot of Christmas stuff last year, and I thought, you know, how can we do, how can we not do yeah. Christmas on hot THCC at all? Um so we're going to review a pretty bad uh, Christmas film, and there's plenty out there. Like it's just a, a chalk fest of this really bad Christmas films. Like yeah, a chalk fest. Let's yeah, that. I was going to yeah. use uh, a different term, but it's more uh, pejorative. What well, fuck fest or something? <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, just today we're going to be reviewing um, Jingle All the Way, the eighth adaption of our drunk. The eighth installment of our Drunkachino series. It's eight. Holy hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going up quick. I mean, case of conspiracy, we just done Cocaine Barrel's like ninth yeah. installment. So... That, that, that hasn't ended. It's on hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, just We're on to... a break. Yeah, basically, we've had a really busy schedule um, on the podcast next couple of months and obviously December's going to be big because we're going to be viewing um, the Spider-Man films and the run up to No Way Home. Then we've got the Matrix. Yeah, we're um, you guys. Don't then, we've got, then we're going to review the Matrix films and run up to Matrix uh, Resurrections. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be very busy, very busy, very busy. Um, but uh, yeah, things. so today we're obviously going to be reviewing Jingle the Way, uh, it's a 1996 film, um, basically directed by Brian Levant, produced and co-written by Chris Columbus. Uh, obviously, you guys know Chris Columbus from like Home Alone, um, Harry Potter, the first two Harry Potter films. And this film is it's a very strange film. <laughs> um, I recommended it to you. What, what, what's your initial take? Uh, well, we'll, we'll get on talking about that okay, when we yeah. uh, go to reviewing it, but. Um, I mean, also, we've got some news to talk about today as well. Aha, yes. um, so, yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Hoffy Coffee Cast, Facebook, at the Hoffy Coffee Cast. Uh, we're on Twitter, the Hoffy Coffee Cast, and you can find mine and Reese's main accounts at Box97 on Instagram and Reese B. Jones on Instagram. Give us uh, a like, follow, share, or review. You can do all four if you like. We would be much appreciated. Appreciate um, it. Very much appreciated. So, um, yeah, so let's go on to the news. And I think the biggest news we could talk about this week is um, the Spider-Man, new Spider-Man Nowhere Home trailer. Oh, my um, God. So, yeah, it's all Spider-Man, Harvey Coffee Cast right now. Um, so, 
this is is this the final trailer or is this the uh, main trailer? trailer? Right. So, do you reckon we're gonna get another trailer before, uh, or do you reckon I they're mean, gonna try and keep things really quiet? See, like knowing Marvel and their trailers, I don't think we'll get like anything new going forward. Maybe we'll get like a few more like extended like scenes and like little cutaway sort of like things. But not nah, like still. I think they'll just be mostly like TV spots going forward now. Yeah, like, yeah. But what yeah. is it like? It's released in seventeenth in the UK, right? It's the fifteenth in the UK. F- we get early. Fifteenth. Yeah, we get Ooh. early. So fifteenth um, would be yeah. like Wednesday, I think. Um, and Ooh. then and then the rest of the world is December the seventeenth. Yeah, so it sucks to be them. But so uh, yeah. So in the run up to his trailer, I I was like I kept seeing all these like posts. Like you on the podcast, like our podcast feed was so much Spider Man, and yeah. people can like doing theories about what's going to be in the trailer. Uh, I mean, like even before the trailer got released, like the, one of the top trends on Twitter was the Spider Man trailer, and I think I've never seen so much hype for a trailer <laughs> since probably the first trailer for the Force Awakens. Yeah, like. Endgame or Infinity War, like people didn't really. I don't know it. I felt like more people hyped for for like the trailer for this than like what we got for like the first teaser for Endgame. Yeah, I mean, because of the whole buzz about mm-hmm. what villains are going to be in it, is Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield is going to be in it, and I mean, obviously they're not going to reveal them in the actual trailer, are they? Yeah, but people just want those kind of like hints. Yeah, because I mean, the um, I forget who said this is. I think it's uh, John Watts, the actual director. He said that this is basically the Spider-Man version of Endgame. So they are hyping the trailer up and, and sorry, and film up themselves. So you know, any sort of like hype generated is partially due to them. I mean, they want they want to get hype. They want to you know get like the buzz around their film going. That's understandable. But um, it because uh, would you say that apart from Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark. Spider-Man is possibly one of the greatest sort of like comic book characters ever. Yeah, yeah. Um remember like how popular like the original Sam Raimi's uh trilogy was. I mean the, the the last and legacy of Spider-Man is obviously just been felt throughout so many comic book fans and oh, general God, audience yeah. throughout years. Um, you know, he was just kind of like he was just the the Pete Parker was just a typical kind of everyday man. Uh, that people kind of related to and stuff like face his own kind of like you know realistic yeah. difficulties in the world and around people more and obviously he was younger as well it was kind of made for a young audience and that was obviously one of Stanley's aims really for Crane, Pete Parker and Spider-Man yeah um, but obviously like we've had you know the Raimi trilogy we had the Mark where the two Mark Webb films even if like this then they're not as good as the Raimi ones. People still kind of like like them. I mean, you know, that's why some be- people are so hyped to see Andrew Garfield appear yeah. in um, Spider-Man. This um, No does, Way Home. Yeah. Now, obviously, we've seen so many. You know, there's so many hints at like, okay, doing it because you got the scene where it looks like they're on the Statue of Liberty, um, and yeah, and Holland Spider-Man is going up against um, Sandman, Lizard. And the Green Goblin and uh, Electro. Yeah. It's Electro, is it? Yeah. Um, and the way it's like shot, the, t- the take, you could tell that it's too wide just for one person. 
Yeah. And then you see the point yeah. where Lizzie gets punched in the face. That's like one of those like Avengers assemble sort of um like team uh team battle shots. I, I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 And that, that that whole thing is definitely like the, the third act, like the finale. Um maybe you notice like the Statue of Liberty was definitely smaller and he wasn't like green, he wasn't like old, so it looked well, brand new. People said it's the captain, they made like a cap, the Statue of Liberty is like Captain America. Ah, because there was like, so a, like a, a disc, like a shield. Yeah, thing the shield him. and stuff, so oh, they right. changed it. Yeah. Um, which I think is pretty amazing. That's, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be like an alternate reality. It could be. I would not be surprised maybe if this New York is not the New York from the three other universes, but maybe a different. That would be amazing. Multiverse. Introduce like a hidden one. So we got from this trailer that Doc Ock appears. Yes. Um, but he doesn't recognize uh, Tom Holland's Pete Parker as obviously the Tom McGuire yeah. Parker. What, what so, did you think of the whole joking at uh, Doc Ock's name? I didn't really find it funny. I don't understand yeah. why it was I funny. I think it was, bit, uh, it was a bit dead, that joke. Yeah. I kind of felt like offended. Like, this is like OG. I, I wouldn't Doc say offended. <laughs> but. I don't know, it's a bit like um, forced meta-humour, you know, sort of like acknowledging uh, how absurd like these like old sort of like corny comic book details yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. But... And it's, it's very forced. But that's yeah. been done to death in so many different exactly. other yeah. Marvel films you and know. shows and stuff. But but I feel if any character is going to do that, it's Spider-Man, right? Because remember in Infinity War, it's like, oh, you know, um, oh, I'm Doctor Strange. It's like, oh, we're using our made-up names. Okay, I'm Spider-Man. And it hits well because he's he's quite naive still. He's you know, this very young, uh, jeune sort of like hero. So I, I feel if anyone can pull it off, it's Spider Man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're you're right there. Um, so it looks like I don't know. People say that maybe Doc Ock can be working with Peter, trying to like sort out the multiverse, hmm. uh, what's happened and stuff like that. So because I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Doc Ock is a, you know, he, he's a villain, but I wouldn't say he's like, um, you know, like insanely evil. Like he's, you know, he does what he does in the second one, in the second Spider-Man film, um, the 2004 one, because of like his death of his wife and the idea that the, he's lost everything. So yeah. I wouldn't say he's like, it's evil. I say, I don't know, maybe... I don't know, maybe the Green Goblin or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, none, none of these villains seem to be like you know they're not like evil because of sake they are. I mean, Sandman is just he's a, a villain because he's he's a co- he's a escaped convict. And he's trying to do it like trying to like get money for his daughter's car yeah. surgery. I mean, you know, which he does it. Yeah. Very, so yeah. unless I hope they kind of stick to that because I mean. It's these villains aren't kind of like evil for the sake of being evil. Like you know, they're all kind of like manipulated by like you know the the scientific kind of uh, experiments they induce themselves exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I like it how, in a weird way, like Doctor Strange seems like Pete Parker's trying to stop Doctor Strange from sending the villains back to their own time because they're going to die anyway. And I mean, we see obviously Green Goblin dies in the first of Iron Man. We've seen Doc Ock die in the second one. Uh, Sandman doesn't die in the third one. Um, Electro dies in obviously Man of Spider Man 2, but the lizard's still incarcerated. So 
Does he say that they die from Spider-Man, or they just say that they die in their own universes? I don't know. I, I think that's one of those lines of dialogue which is altered for the tra- uh, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Because anyone that's familiar with Marvel trailers, that they lie. They yeah. always have. Yeah. But, and it's not, that's not a bad thing. It's just polishing up the, you know, like, maybe it's not a, a final product. And also, you know, they're trying to hide the true story, like the, the, the spoilers and, and like mm. the little surprises, you know. Ugh, a-, a la um, Infinity War, uh, Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, there's loads of uh, examples. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but other, if it feels like it's kind of like it's tempting fate. It's like their fate is to die. And obviously <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. is trying to stop them dying because Spider-Man has this kind of, you know, Spider-Man doesn't, kill these villains like obviously they die at his hands yeah not by his hands but kind of like circumstances hmm. so you know the amount of like misery they put for peter parker he doesn't you know break that line of killing yeah him. um well we might get uh, an evil spider-man that's what i think there's gonna be like a an alternate reality where there's like an evil version or, so, or like a Something like that. Because oh did you God. see the sort of um, like black and gold suit? There was yeah. something like almost like uh, gaffer tape to his like chest, like a picture of like maybe Aunt May or like his friends. Did did you see that? It and he was be... like doing something with like the the magic ring things that Doctor Strange has, and like Electro is in the background. It's really strange. I think no um, this could be a Spider-Man from another universe yeah. not seen before. Um, I was thinking last night, like, imagine, like, Tim McGuire and Garfield do appear, but Tim McGuire's, like, evil, like, bad boy oh, Tim no. McGuire. That would, and, that would be and bad. It's, and it's just like, bad. oh, no, like... Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that That is basically, like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, like, I'm not going to say what they did to Luke Skywalker, but basically, say if, like, they brought Luke Skywalker back and he was evil, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but I mean, this is. I hope this film's gonna be quite long, coming on, because there has to be so much. They're gonna it add needs to, to be. It. Yeah. This is this is like the culmination of the new Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind yeah. watching three hours Spider-Man. Oh, film, same, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, I really like Tom Holland as as, uh, as Peter yeah. Parker as well. So he's very charismatic. But it's very interesting seeing like how these villains kind of appear and like the timeline they're in because yeah. Green Goblin. For example, Green Goblin appears, um, you know, in this and Doc Ock, but Green Goblin dies before Doc Ock, Octo comes Doc Ock. So that's going to be mm. interesting. I mean, with the well, Spider Man, yeah. the Liz is still alive. Yeah. When Electro dies, mm-hmm. they were thinking about that kind of I think maybe um, we're getting like different versions of the villains as well, because. I am. I am certain we see two versions of the Green Goblin in this trailer. Yeah, we, we do the classic Sam Raimi version, and then we see a very. Um, oh, in my mind, it's like a. I, I keep on thinking as a sort of like a tactical sort of like suit where he's got sort of like bandolias and he's wearing almost like a cape, and he hasn't got his helmet. He's got like goggles instead, which is a more. <laughs> Comic just, book version. That's just Ned, mate. What you want? Oh no, I hate that. That 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 fan theory is rubbish. I'm not gonna lie. That's so funny. If Ned is like what Ned is, is the new Green Goblin. 
What that is so, that'd be so funny. There's, there's people say like Dane DeHaan's going to be in this, like the Howie Osborne, like um, Mark Pierre. See, like, I, I don't mind him acting, but I think his characterization in, in uh, the film was terrible. We haven't seen Howie Osborne in this MCU. Um, yeah, there was rumours that Flash was going to be uh, Harry Osborne. Yeah. I mean, they've got that Spider-Man freshman year animated show coming out, which is going to be about the origins of like Tom Holland's Pete Parker. Yeah. So that could you could put Harry Osborne to that. But, I mean, they've got to be careful with putting too much into it to make, obviously, to make a sense. Because obviously Spider-Man has twice has had the yeah. well, issue of cramming between villains. Yeah. Think about all of the different like cameos they've got to cram into this. You know, like yeah, yeah. It's not spoilers. This has been all over all, all over the internet now. We know that, like in the trailer especially, we see Happy Hogan. For some reason, he's in it. Um, well, he's, he's, I mean, he's um, Matt Murdock. You know, he's in the relationship with Art May, though. Oh yeah, that's oh, why I, he's I in there. <laughs> um, like, Matt Murdock, right? Like, how the hell is he going to fit into it? Oh my god, do, do you know what'll be mental? Um, oh god, go on. If if it's Hang like on, that, my tinfoil hat. No, no, it would be mental. Like if it was like that, that scene, like you know, like the third act, big okay. fight, and it was on the Statue of Liberty. Then you obviously you got like, then you got Tom McGuire, Spider Man appears. You have got Andrew Garfield appears, and then uh, and then you get uh, Daredevil appearing. Oh no! Do you imagine how oh. mental that would be? But I think the point of Daredevil is he can't do much because he's just a fighter. So no, I don't think just, he's got super senses. And yeah, he's but like he can't low fear. Yeah, but but, but the Spider Man can like you know fly and stuff. You know he can use their webs and stuff. He can't have Daredevil fighting Green Goblin. Yeah, that's, that's true. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Like he, I think Daredevil, if you have to include it, it has to be kind of a more grounded villain. You've got to fight maybe. Uh, one of the villains, I don't know, takes Aunt May or something, or one of uh, yeah. Spider-Man's friends, and then Daredevil appears oh, and does it. God. Yeah. Oh, unless they are setting up this. I mean, we've got the Hawkeye show coming up, and yeah. there's, and then you've got that Echo spin-off that they have announced, and there's rumours that Kingpin is going to be in Hawkeye because Vincent D'Onofrio is yeah, trolling fans on Twitter. The inimitable Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. Oh, my God. So Spider-Man and maybe Hawkeye could be setting up maybe the um, Daredevil and Kingpin in the MCU. But I'm very interested. I, you know, it would be mental to see Daredevil actually fight beside Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know awesome. whether I'm, that could be something that would be setting up in a later film. But that mean, you know, I think what we got so far, we might have some few surprises, some, you know, characters that old and new appearing. But I think what we've got so far is pretty good. I mean, I'm also including Tobey Maguire and Adrian Garfield because the way the editor is was pretty bad. Like, you're trying to make this reveal yeah. about Tobey Maguire, trying, like, you know, troll the fans being like Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield aren't in it. But the way you edit to that final shot is just pretty bad. Like they yeah. should have been more subtle. I don't um, think you should have had a big like a big kind of like right. Spider Man going know up what against you're referring to it. Yeah. The, the whole lizard being punched by thin air. Yeah, it's yeah, um, it's it's I, I feel 
that that's very sloppy. That that like Th- fell, yeah. through, fell through, um Th- that was so sloppy fell through the sort of like filter, you know. Because now we know that obviously there's gonna be two characters mm. here in this. Someone else can be appearing, but they well, well, what's a out. certain Spider-Man who can turn invisible? Hmm. Mars Morales. <laughs> what if he appears? <laughs> oh, God. That no, that'd be good. That'd, that'd be good. I I um, don't I I why do I do this to myself? Honestly, I, it's so bad. <laughs> I think um, I think Mars Morales has to appear, but he can't have a big role. That's the thing. Yeah. But he needs his own story. He can't. He, does, he doesn't need to play second fiddle to Peter Parker. I mean, he could appear in the post credit scene because I reckon this strip film is going to have a lot of post credit be... scenes. Yeah, at least two. At least two, maybe three. I mean, Guardians had like what? Guardians two had like three post credit scenes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And this so... is more important than Guardians two. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I... I, it looks gritty as hell. It looks really like. Dark. And there, Tom feel... Holland says it's gonna. Do you reckon Pat people are gonna die in this? Or um, do you reckon this is gonna be quite I, I like? Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon it, they're gonna what, kill? What if, what if Happy Hogan dies? Oh, that'd be. Yeah. I'm calling. I'm calling it right now. Right, Happy Hogan dies in this film. Yeah, I mean, Happy Andrei, Hogan. Um, the, it, I think they'll do like a little bait and switch. I think they'll be sort of like, oh, she's gonna die, but then it, it turns out it's Happy Hogan. Um, the friends, I, I don't think they'll die. But um, then what? What will happen? What, what could happen? What if Peter Parker from the MCU days? But then that'd be, that'd be Doctor though, Strange right? can just use the time. Oh no, he can't use the time stone, can he? That'd be mental. Wait, wait can Doc? Um, um, this is a dumb question. Has Doctor Strange still got the time stone? No, the um, the, oh, right. the the oh, so the the stones in the MCU universe they were destroyed when Thanos uh, used them on that planet. Yeah. When he like he re- retired and he, he used the stones to destroy the stones, they were. So this could not be the case of maybe characters die and the six one six universe just gets Earth gets get like you know fucked about and then Doctor Strange turns around the bees and, and goes like, oh, I can resettle this back to normal. Well, that could well, be I, the I case. Know, apparently, apparently there was a massive rewrite, and maybe this isn't true, but apparently. Um... Uh, Tom Holland wasn't happy with the result and they changed it as a result which I kind of want people to take with a grain of salt because I don't feel he has a lot of leverage yes he's Spider-Man right but like does he have that much like creative control over these films no but he has a habit yeah. of, of spoiling stuff by accident <laughs> so. no I, a lot of that's marketing <laughs> I on. know yeah yeah it's him and uh, Don Cheadle are like, quite yeah. bad, aren't they? <laughs> oh, no, no. It's Mark Ruffalo is the worst. Oh, yeah. Mark he's... Ruffalo is an idiot, honestly. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is bad. Um, oh, the think... next one, everybody dies. God see. I think at a point, like, my Mark Ruffalo realizes, look, I've been in this for, like, years. I don't care what I say. That's why oh, it's yeah. El- getting Elba yeah, was getting, care, like, yeah. was getting so sick of playing the Heimdall. It's like, you know what? I'm going to spoil everything. Like, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Tom Holland is the face of Spider Man, so yeah. I think he might. He does have a share. Yes. A lot of people like him as well. Yeah. So I like you know the last thing. Yeah. Obviously, Marvel and Sony well, want to do is how about this? Mess right? about with. I I want to be surprised. I want to be shocked. I want I want to go in not knowing what the hell's going to happen. I want like weird shit to happen, and I want it to be like satisfying. And that's me being a very like picky fan i know but 
I, I, I don't know. It, it has to be satisfying, right? I, Not yeah. Rise of Skywalker satisfying, no. but I don't know, Endgame satisfying. Yeah, and I mean, we could get development of some of these villains in some way, or yes, we could please. not. But I mean, we've seen these villains before, so... Yeah. I was so happy to hear Willem Dafoe voicing the Green Goblin in the trailer. His suit that looks so good. That made me so happy. His suit looks so good. Oh, God, it's... I like oh, how they I go... I like how Electro is just has a normal kind of appearance rather than just blue. Well, did you see how like the, the electric bolts around his head were forming like his his helmet, like his mask from the, the yeah, comics and the, yeah. and the cartoon? That was a nice little nod. I, I didn't, like I, I didn't like Blue Electro in the most. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. like Electro Smurf. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I saw one of the comments of the, of the trailer, and it's so funny because the, the whole point of this multiverse happens, or like you know, <laughs> yeah. in this film, is because Spud Peter Parker wants everyone to forget that he's Spider Man. Yeah, um, because of what happens following the events of um, Far From Home. So, um, I I saw I saw the comment, and this person says, "Well, why don't the why don't like because he's worried basically about like MJ and Art May not not forgetting that he's Spider Man. Why don't doesn't Doctor Strange just do the 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 spell, and then afterwards, Pete Parker just tells MJ and Art I, May." I, I I don't think we've got the whole story. Okay. Yeah. I I think uh, there's something we're we're missing at the moment, and it, it feels like that whole scene in the is it the Sanctum Sanctorum with Strange? Yeah. Um, that looks like a massive like um, what do they call it? Like a reshoot to me. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm a bit confused, but I'm not going to look too much into it. I'm just going to wait and see it sort of like Spidey in the flesh. Yeah. All of them. And then uh, <laughs> oh, I, I want to be so like, Because we're going to see it, right? Are you, are you free that day? Uh, yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. Cannot no, def- wait. No, that, you, you do know that that cinema is going to be heaving, right? It's going to be so busy. Oh, I know. Yeah. But we, we, obviously, we. I mean, Jeez, I wouldn't do yeah. when, I, when that release, but I don't mind going to see a, As long as the crowd's good. Like, I want... I, if, if Tim McGuire and Andrew Garfield appear, I want, like, cheers and, yeah. you know, people screaming, like, you know, fuck yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't need to go quiet, and it's like a tumbleweed goes past. I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> well, we, we can hope. Anyway. Well, I remember seeing Eternals in the, in the cinema, yeah. and it was just hardly anybody... Was in it. I mean, it was but, one but, o'clock but, on a Friday afternoon, but yeah, but but then again, like, we've never quite... seen these characters before. No one's invested in Icarus and, and Gildam- Gil- yeah. Gilgamesh and Kingo, they're not invested, are they? So the problem is that, that I think everything coming up to Spider Man seems every Marvel property seems gonna be boring <laughs> in kind yeah. of like no, I don't mean boring because I'm, I'm looking forward to Hawkeye. Um, yeah, but it just looks like some like Christmas show now, there's no like stakes whatsoever. The multiverse is at stake in this new Spider-Man film. Beat that. This is like Loki levels of like, what the fuck, honestly. I don't know, maybe Hawkeye set up something big, I'm not sure. But then, yeah, but then it, so, yeah. it, it, but if Kingpin appears, you won't be saying that, would you? You'd exactly. be saying, oh my god, yeah. Hawkeye's the best show I'd, ever. I'd gladly like, retract my statements if that happens, honestly. <laughs> oh my god, imagine if, um, imagine if, uh, yeah, uh, what's her name? Yeah, 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 no? Uh, oh, Yelena. 
Yeah, yeah. Widow. yeah. Um, so working for Kingpin, that'd be that'd be quite cool. I found out um, Florence Pugh is my age. That's uh, that's really weird to think. I thought she was much older. Uh, Twenty five. Yeah. I thought yeah. she was much older. She's uh, she's engaged to Zach Braff. Is she? Yeah. Wow. I think, I think she is. I mean, Zach Braff I'm... is the guy from Scrubs, right? Yeah. Uh, no no I think, way. I think that's Hook, so not strange. Engaged, I'm sure, but um, that's yeah, so it... strange. I know. I know. Is he like forty? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people Chris, have been kind of skeptical, you know, opinionative on their relationship, but it's kind of like, well... If they're happy, they're happy. Exactly. Yeah. Why do people get opinionative on a relationship that they shouldn't really be involved in? It's so dumb, like, how we, some of these, like, fans are, like, commenting on, like, you know, like, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah. But does it really matter? I, I, I like, about that today as well, yeah. Does it really matter? Like, I mean... Oh, because people have boring lives, so they're just concerned. I know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, the amount of videos, obviously, maybe t- every time Tate Swift gets, like, you know, a new boyfriend, is ridiculous. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, here's yeah. my opinion on this. Swifty. So, <laughs> <Swiftie>. so um, <laughs> next bit of news is we can talk about the casting of Sabine Wren. In the Ahsoka, yeah, so this is um, so we have a actress playing yeah. Sabine Wren. Um, anyone that's not familiar with the character, so uh, in Star Wars Rebels, she was the resident like Mandalorian armorer. I think she was. Yeah, she was a pretty cool character. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she um, was. Yeah, people thought that um, Sasha Banks was playing her, which that would have been a very cool casting. But I feel. Someone younger, and I forget the actress's name. Like you sent over the the article, didn't you? I forget her name, but she—I mean, she has the physicality for it, I believe. But and also the sort of like the age, like she needs to be quite young-ish as well. Yeah. So what we've got here is Natasha Lee Bordizzo. Okay. Um, and I mean, she's an up and coming actress. She's been like you know an episode of a few things, stuff like that. But if anyone's seen the Society on Netflix, she. She's played um, a main role in that. So um, she's marking, obviously, this is Sabine Wren's live-action debut on Star Wars. Um, and the way this show seems to be going is going to be probably uh, follow, continuing on Ahsoka and Sabine finding Ezra and Grand Moff and Tolkien. Uh, Tarkin, that's it. Um, <laughs> what did I say Tolkien for? Um, I mean, I've been listening to too much Tolkien. Oh, that, that needs to be a meme. That needs to be a meme. I've been, I've been, I've been listening to too much Tolkien uh, uh, <laughs> analysis videos. So, um, Go on. yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I don't know his actress at all. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen the society. But I have faith that Filoni has done well of picking actors for good roles in star wars i mean you know, we were very quite skeptical when sorry dawson was cast as so katano i wasn't she's skeptical a... I, I i i'm i'm not well, saying that because she's I... quite well received but i think she, i thought she was perfect okay um i swear you were skeptical you were no, um, no i don't no. know <laughs> uh, but... I, I, I was thinking about like how they were going to translate it from like um animation to you know to, to live action but i knew that she was a good sort of like a good role for her well, I think obviously, I think she's going to uh, Natasha's going to do good because obviously Dave Filoni has picked like obviously the good right actors and actresses yes. to play these roles. Um, so I'm yeah. looking forward to this. I mean, another accolade for our Lord and Savior Filoni. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, he's like the creator and 
these are show runner for this one as well. I don't know if yeah. John Favreau is involved. Um, but you may be on a sort of like a rating credit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be. I'm actually quite looking forward to this show. Oh, hell yeah! Oh my god! So I remember when they announced an Ahsoka spin-off show. I was like, okay, yeah. But we all knew what probably is going to happen. I mean, it could go in a different direction to what we're obviously we're kind of uh, predicting. I mean, we're but... going to see Thrawn, so I, I'm hyped. We're going to get some Thrawn. We're going to have some Anakin Skywalker in it as well. Oh, yes. Um, we're going to probably have Ezra in it as well because they're just maybe keeping it quiet about Ezra. Yeah. Um, but it looks like they're announcing more cast members as the lineup. So this Ahsoka series could be debuting in 2022 or maybe early next year. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm looking. For, I'm this is a good casting. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it more and. Obviously, when they, when they announce like casting, it's going to be like a couple of weeks or a month or so where more people are going to be like casting and roles and stuff like that. It's very strange to book up a fair that we haven't really got many castings apart from the mains. Yeah. Which kind of gives me kind of like whether a lot of these characters that are going to be included are going to be quite like. I'm, um, I'm not that worried. I, I, I don't really mind if we don't get like a lot of like famous people as cari- cameos. I want, you know, like, good characters. It might be that no, like, we'll uh, get surprise ones, but they're, they're, but they're, I like, think they're dressed could, up, you know? The Book of Effect could be a surprise character yeah, reveal I think so. on the show, yeah. Look, um, look at who's working on it, like, Rodriguez. Like, he's definitely, well, definitely, he'll, he'll probably get, like, Danny Trejo and stuff. Yeah. That'd be amazing, right? Getting Trejo into the uh, right, Star Wars yeah. galaxy. So, got, so I'm looking, I'm looking at this here. So, uh, oh, it's, it's developed by Favreau and Filoni. So both of them, ah, okay. Uh, it's going to exist alongside the Mandalorian, Book Boba Fett, Rangers of New Republic. Oh god! Oh no, that's been um, indefinitely. That's been scrapped bad. now. Do you know what else has been scrapped? It, is that um, Rogue Squadron film? Um, the um, the Patty Jenkins yeah, it's been Rogue screwed. Squadron. Well, it, apparently it's been like taken off the schedule altogether. Hmm. Which. It does not surprise me because of the reception to Wonder Woman 94. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know, the Rose Squadron was like taking place after episode nine, which is kind of like, yeah. do we need that? Like, as, do we need to find out what happens after episode nine? Like, I, I don't really want, want to. But obviously, we're not going to have a Star Wars film for a while. So the main focus is going to be on TV shows. That's all for the best. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars movies needs to do a lot of soul, uh, soul searching. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 I mean they got to really sort out what's going on yeah. back in Lucasfilm because look what happened Disney Disney Plus there we got basically f all yeah Star Wars content reveals apart from oh yeah behind the scenes credits behind the scenes of like Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. it's like really really like, something we already knew. Oh, yeah, yeah, back. yeah, yeah. and some artwork which could just be trolling us. So you know, oh, I don't know. I I really did like that artwork. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Vader in his fortress, looking at that little hologram. I was like, oh no, that's so good. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So look, I'm happy with this casting of Sabine Wren. Yeah. Looking forward to where the story's gonna go, and yeah, looking forward to hearing more about casting, more casting for the show in the near future awesome um yeah so um let's go if you 
if we got any, have we got any other news? Um, um, I don't know. It's been quite light, except for those. Yeah, yeah, two exactly. Things. I don't really think there's been a lot like news wise. No. All right. So let's uh, let's go on and talk about uh, Jingle the, the Way. Event. The main event. So Jingle the Way. So this is going to be interesting to talk about this film. Did you watch it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I I watched it as well. Like <laughs> I <had> on DVD. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. my god. I was a nostalgia critics review of it, and then I watched the, it myself after. Um, so this is a um, Christmas family comedy film directed by Brian Levant. And you know who Brian Levant is? He directed the live-action Flintstones film. He did Snow Dogs. He did the Ice Cube Are We There Yet? And he did the, the Jackie Chan, The Spy Next Door, when Jackie Chan has kind of basically become a meme at that time of like, He's, he just was in these really bad, you know, Hollywood films where he was, you know, like obviously the the guy who does karate and stuff like that, you know, the the kung fu guy. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, Brian Levant is not really a good director in my opinion, uh, and this film is one of the reasons why as well. Yeah, um, Snow Dogs is pretty shabby among them. The all these films are just very just cheap films that are like family comedy. Yeah, and, but they're not they're not like great. They're just kind of like stuff. They they these are films that literally just appear on TV, and you're thinking, oh, you know, what's on TV? Oh, Jingle the Way, or was it The Spy Next Door? Okay, <laughs> you know, we just watch yeah. it. You know, it's one of those films that appears on film four at like what four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen it before, but you know, I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, I like, put, on the, the, I put it on the background. You while yeah. doing like housework and stuff. So, um, yeah, so this is uh, written by Randy Gorn- Cornfield, um, and produced by Chris Columbus. So obviously, we all know Chris Columbus. He's done a lot of, uh, you know, family comedies. He's done a lot of. Uh, you know, some good films. Obviously, he did the first two Harry Potter films. He um, produced a lot of other things, like The Help. Um, he, yeah, he's done quite a lot of stuff. Like, oh, you know, going from Gremlins, The Goonies, Mrs. Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 Christmas is a cranks. So he's done like a lot of kind of like um, family comedy films, like so. And obviously, along with John Hughes as well, they're kind of like the two big uh, faces of 90s family comedy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is basically um, starring Andrew Ar- Arnie, uh, Schwarzenegger, and Sinbad as two other fathers who are trying to purchase a Turbo Man action figure for their respective sons on a last minute shopping spree on Christmas Eve. Um, Basic. This is basically a film that is so dated that it could not happen. You cannot make it today. Because... I liked it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you liked it. I, yeah. I, it. It. It's not as bad as what some people think. It's. It's a bit kind of like the execution isn't great. Um. It's. It's a bit all over the place. Um. Oh, it, it is bad. It's, it is so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know. But I thought it was really fun to watch. I think the best part of this but... is definitely Phil Hartman. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just having Ted in yeah. it and just having the I'm, Troy McCure. I'm gonna make like a quick disclosure that, like, maybe I'm I have like some nostalgia because I remember watching this when I was really young. So maybe like it's very like jaded, or I I'm jaded, but this is like just tinged by nostalgia on my part. But yeah, it's um, 
the cast's awesome, honestly. Like, as you said, so like Phil Hartman, um, people would know him from, uh, hi, I'm Troy McClure, you know, from like Simpsons and stuff. Who this else? This is uh, the last film he ever did during Who his else? lifetime. Who else in The Simpsons? Uh, that released in his uh, lifetime. Who, who else in The Simpsons? Someone else. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, two other Ooh. people. Two? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you uh, try and guess. Oh, damn, yeah. right. I'm just going to cheat and look on Wikipedia real quick. No, no, you have to uh, guess. You're the, um, you're, the, you're the big Simpsons fan, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I don't know, like... Oh, damn, I don't know. Okay, don't we tell Harvey you? Harvey Corman as president. Was he on The Simpsons? Yeah, he was. He was. Was he? Okay, don't we, don't we tell you? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Dr. Nick and Fat Tony. Oh, my God. But I think they, obviously, when he died, he, uh, obviously, they changed the voice actor playing him. Oh, right, right. When you said that, right, I thought you meant there was two other actors in this film who were in The Simpsons. No, no I, I thought at one point it was. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's not um, I, they definitely had someone to replace Dr. Nick because he was in the Simpsons movie is the I know that. Cure in, is, is he still in Simpsons or is that oh no no they killed him off but, well, um, they just retired the character god you, have you ever read about like what happened to the, the death yeah, of Bill? yeah. It's, he's murdered he's murdered by his wife like, unbelievable oh. I remember we were in uni and Keith uh, told me about that uh, I never knew about that until like I did a podcast yeah. about Jingle the Way. Like, such a such a good actor, like voice actor. His but, wife um, was like really had like a, a mental health issues, didn't yeah. she? Did you notice um, uh, the voice of Jerry from Rick and Morty's in this? Chris Parnell. He's he's also I forget the character name, but he's also an Archer. Chris Parnell. Yeah, so when when, um, when he goes, when, uh, what's his name, uh, Arnie goes into the shop and, you know, asks for, like, a, a Turbo Man doll, like, the guy, like, starts laughing. That's oh, that's Chris him. Parnell. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. R- really good voice actor. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and, didn't um, notice that. I gotta say, like, I wasn't really familiar with Sinbad. Like, I'd seen him in this, obviously. <laughs> God, Sinbad. Um, but then I saw him in, like, uh, that's, like, skit in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. When like um, what's his name? Uh, when, damn it! When Dennis De- Dennis goes he, to rehab and he sees Sinbad, he's one of those some, act- like singer from a band. He's one of those comedians that like just I does. Think he's funny. He's funny, yeah. but he's he's just in. He's not in any good films. <laughs> I have to say, um, I got really confused with oh. Sinbad and Shaquille O'Neal at one point. Like Shaquille thought, O'Neal, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, so Sinbad in Steel, but obviously he's not. And I was like, I got so confused. Oh yes, Steel. Oh, I want that was Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, it was Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Jesus, what a terrible um, film. Yeah. So um, I mean, yeah, there's um. Let's dive into it. I mean, like, Phil Hartman is just funny. And I like he's my favorite part because he's just like that really just sleazy neighbor that seems to yeah. sleep with all the, the the married women. Woman, he has yeah. he has the hearts for um, Liz Langston, portrayed by Rita Wilson, which is Tom Hanks's wife in real life. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this film, she has got some bad acting direction, so. Um, 
<laughs> so we're like, I think all these do, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I know it's like with Arnie, he's just like camping up. He's just going like full, just like, oh, corny. yeah. He's yeah. yeah. He's getting his paycheck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Phil Hartman is, I loved him in every scene because it's like, it's like Troy McCure, like the voice, like, oh, yeah. I mean, the voice is appearing. And I do love it when actors from The Simpsons, voice actors from The Simpsons appear in like, films like yeah. acting films like what's um what's the guy who does mr burns and smithers he was like the the tv um presenter in the truman show damn it oh truman. right okay yeah what watch the truman show it's a, a brilliant film it yeah it's fantastic um, but, um yeah I, actually, I don't know the actor for that uh but um so but basically yeah i was just saying this film is basically like couldn't not be made today because you've got Amazon, you have got uh, Hermes, you've got you know um, a lot of other kind of like you know like eBay and stuff like you know yeah yeah and online shopping yeah yeah and I mean like this film like everyone goes to like the same toy store to buy like a Turbo Man and it's just so like it's so so it's, dated. It's not too far from the truth though. No, no, the sort of like. Um, the, the the Christmas toy that everyone must have. It's a bit of social commentary about like you know how people go nuts over yeah, Christmas trying to buy like yeah commercialization yeah. capitalism of Christmas as well. I mean that that was that was a rewrite. That wasn't like the original sort of um uh that wasn't in the original script. That was a Chris what, Columbus edition. What was the original script then? I, I I don't know, but um so Chris Columbus was brought in. Let me, let me have a look one sec. Um. Yes, yeah, so as the producer, Columbus rewrote the script. He rewrote the script. He added the elements about uh, the commercialization of Christmas, um, and then he was picked up by Twentieth Century Fox. Oh, so so I guess it was. Um, I guess it was the original sort of like film screenplay then, but um, oh, I I really I, do you know all all of like the, the parody and sort of like Christmas I really liked. Yeah, I I I did like it. I mean, like uh, the scene with the Santas and stuff. Oh, like, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. But it's quite sleazy because it's kind of like, well, this could actually happen. Like, obviously, you know, <laughs> well, like the black market Turbo Man factory. That is quite fu- <laughs> that is quite funny though. But it's not just yeah. Turbo Man; it's always other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some humor that's like so dated, where like Sinbad has like, a lot of like, you know, there's like oh. a Rod- Rodney King jokes in it as yeah, well, and I'm like, yeah. oh god, like. Well, do you know? Do you notice like how um, in the early nineties there was this thing with like the, um, the postal postal strikes, and um, there was like the the common conception about um, postmen in America was that um, they were under so much stress and like job job insecurity that they would go in, they were they were had uh, um, well they were just losing their sort of like mental capacity and they were like well for lack of a better word they were going insane. So I don't you, know, have I... you heard of the term going postal? Yeah, like, yeah. As in to go mad. That literally means because I didn't the postmen were going nuts. I didn't know. I heard like the phrase "going postal," but I didn't know yeah. what the reason was. The, um, there's it. a really good doc- uh, documentary, like a, a video essay by Knowing Better, and he does a really good thing about that. But um, yeah, so Sinbad, like, and and seeing the whole sort of like um, the it's meant to be a letter bomb, isn't it? Like this this post um, a package bomb. That does not age well at all. No, especially the same I, year you had the Atlanta bombing. Yeah, uh, I, even I the one with Richard Jewell and stuff. When I watched it as a kid, but seeing that, I was like, "No way are they actually going to do a bomb joke." And they and it was like that the cartoony um, 
the copper is covered in soot sort of thing. I was like, Jesus, you could not get away with that now. This is a family comedy. Yeah, <laughs> kids. yeah a, family, a family comedy. And it's like a terror attack. Like, That's Jesus. literally like if Home Alone, like Kevin literally kills one of the... Uh... Oh, there's so many jokes about that. Yeah, I, know, like, I, I like know. that stuff, yeah. I know. I, I, it's funny. I don't like that stuff. But it's very uh, funny. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the same year he had the Atlanta bombing. So, um, wow. And yeah. this one, Richard Jewell. And oh was, yeah, yeah. So it's been done so many, so much. I mean, there's um, there's the Manhunt, uh, Deadly Games, the second season Manhunt about um, the Atlanta bombing and the hunt for the terrorists. Behind that, then you had the Richard Jewell film as well. So, but this came out at the same time. And I think that's like that's like making a bomb joke in 2001, straight after 9/11. Yeah, distasteful. It's just distasteful, and I mean, people don't want to see it. Um, I was I watching mean, that, and I was really, I was just shocked, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit over the top as well. Like, why do you need to have like a, a bomb joke? Like, is it like does it, it? You know, is there actually a need for it? Like, this is like the wrong film to have it in. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's outrageous, isn't it? And like the comedy from, especially like as a bit of a holdover from the eighties comedies, like John Hughes. It would be like, um, it's quite absurdist comedy, like surrealism. Mm. You know, because they go in for like a very grounded sort of like reality in this world, but then again, you know, it's very very satirical and like with that bomb joke. And as I said, it's almost like Looney Tunes sort of like comic violence. <laughs> I suppose that is funny, yes, but it hasn't aged well at all. No, honestly. like no. And we'll <sighs> talk. And we'll talk about the uh, the third act and like oh, the, yes, on a fight scene. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about like another. Part and that is, you know, who I'm gonna talk about in this. Go on, you know, <laughs> Go we gotta talk about the uh, the child in the room with Jake Lloyd. Ah, uh, right, I, yeah. I actually um, feel so sorry for Jake again, Lloyd. Like, I've forgotten I'm... he was in this. I remember when I was a kid watching, like, oh my god, is Anakin's in this film, you know, because when you're a kid, like, you don't realize the whole thing about Jake Lloyd, but yeah it's very he just can't act i reckon he would be a good actor if he had some good action actually acting lessons but he was untrained wasn't he he was untrained and i mean george lucas should have watched this film and been like actually jake lloyd shouldn't really be anakin but uh this came out in 96 and what like star wars came out in 99 episode one uh, but I do feel sorry for Jake Lloyd. I mean, after Star Wars, his career, his, his life was bad. He diagnosed with schizophrenia. Yeah, he had some. You know, he had like he assaulted his mother. He was drink driving and stuff. He had like a really bad mm-hmm. like drug addiction. It was really sad, really. And a lot of that stems from like you know his his being bullied for being appearing yeah, in like, bad films yeah. and stuff as well. Um, he's he, it's it's sad. Mm. And uh, yeah. you know, but, but in another world, maybe Jake Lloyd. If he had better acting lessons, he could have been a really good yeah. child star. Yeah, I honestly, right, I don't really mind his acting in uh, in the Phantom Menace. I don't, I don't find it that bad. Maybe it's like I appreciate like the memes and stuff now, but um, you know, yeah, we all just we all just bully like a little kid for being <laughs> Star Wars. Um, Are you an but, angel? But this is like, <laughs> but when he talks, he's like, he's like he this mumbles. This is hard racing. But like, if you compare Jake Lloyd in this to like uh, Macaulay Culkin, like he just they just Jake Lloyd yeah. mumbles his words, like it's it's like he's trying to say so much in like I, I one go. Just is. overwhelmed. Yeah, you know. I mean, if I'd only a father, I would be overwhelmed yeah. as well. 
<laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's a giant, isn't he? You know. Yeah. He's like, put the cookie down. Put the cookie down. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, and, what do you want? To- thing as well, like, Turbo the Man. The origin of that meme was so funny, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Put the cookie down. Yeah, I never do that. It's from that uh, scene in um You gotta love Barney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just... I bought he... doggies. He... I gotta say it's about Arnie as well. He's not a good actor. Either. Oh, no, he's terrible. Yeah. No, I mean, he was good in the Terminator films because he was playing like what he needed to play was because he was playing a robot <laughs> basically yeah and when he's in films where he has to show emotion and stuff like yeah. he's not and he has to do a lot he doesn't do well um, uh, i seen kindergarten cop yeah he was, he, he's in this really weird films where like he was in twins oh yeah he was in i love Ju- twins though yeah junior as well um do you know junior is that the one where he gives birth yeah, yeah. Uh, that's got God, Emma that Thompson so in it, and like Danny DeVito as well. I got to um, Danny DeVito, um, him and Arnie make a very cool like d- comedic duo. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish yeah. we see more of them in more films. To be honest, more yeah. of them together, more films. Well, like going from one short man to another, Joe Pesci was meant to have uh, played Myron first. <sighs> I, I think Sinbad would have done a better, better job than Joe. See. Pesci. Joe Pesci works in Home Alone, but I think if he started being in more of his really bad like well, family comedy films, he, he I, was opposite. Um, I forget that fella's name. He was he, when they worked each other. You know, they, they were very cool, like bouncing off each other. Their chemistry is like the what do they call them, like the the wet bandits. They, they yeah, were yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not really any chemistry between Simba and Arnie because they're like they don't share a lot of scenes together. I mean, obviously they are in scenes together, but they appear. And then they like they fight each other for like to get a door in somewhere, and then yeah. Sinbad just disappears for like ten or twenty minutes, and then he appears again. It's just kind of like you know, it's it, it's kind of like that that kind of that guy that appears obstacle to get in the way, yeah, and then yeah. kind of disappears. Says I'll get you next time, and then comes back again later yeah. on. In, I in the film. I see what they're trying to go for with um, I was going to say Sinbad's character with Myron's character as a sort of you know. Maybe you know. Maybe they did try and post, uh, base him off like the sort of overworked um, postman, and you know, like essentially becoming the villain, literally, to you know, to achieve his aims, to mm. you know, to to make his kid happy. You know, he literally. What was some Turboman's nemesis called? Oh, brain what was guy, brain guy, was. something like that. I really and don't know. <laughs> don't you think it's really funny? I was like, um, nobody wants. Um, uh, they they don't want Turbo Man's like sidekick, like booster. Yeah, so it's funny. like it's, it's like shit. Like nobody wants it. You know Every the guy they were doing that. I was like laughing. It's so you know funny. the guy that plays um, the booster like dress up. Yeah. Oh, um, like the smoke you smoking. Right? He's literally he's literally uh, credited as chain smoking booster. <laughs> well. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, it's it's, oh, such yeah, a, it's so funny that like all the kids are beating up Booster because like he's just like that, he's just like that that the, the stupid one that everyone thinks is like yeah. dumb and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, that's so funny. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's such, such, such kid humor, like nice kid humor. Um, but it's it like the idea of like Arnie basically going through all this to find a Turbo Man, and he's late for his sons. Obviously, the idea of like he's always workaholics, but it yeah. seems like in the first like thing he's his first like scene where we see him in his office is to do the christmas do and he's working now yeah, that's really weird yeah is he 
is he like the head of this business he's in, the company? Or is um, he because he has an assistant? I think like he? he's he's like a manager right. I I don't really think like the script put that much thought into it, but I think he, he is like in a managerial position, but he's not in like an executive position. You know, okay. he has some yeah. like, responsibility, but not yeah, like, yeah. authority. Yes, it, it it feels weird. Like, and obviously we get straight away. He's he's a workaholic. He's got a lot to do, and he's late for his son's uh karate uh karate sessions. Which, knowing like you as a karate, you notice how the the <laughs> belts they got were like all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it must have really pissed you off. Yeah. When it, I don't like, yeah, when I was like watching it as a kid, I remember as well. Like, they had to break boards, and if they did that. Like the the century that was holding the boards together was their new belt, and I was like, "That's that's really weird." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know. They they, they wanted like you know because you got to think like mid nineties was it like kung fu and karate was all the rage. So they they wanted something which like the kids would be like you know down with and all this crap. So yeah, like having Jake Lloyd like punch through boards for a bit that would have been fun for the kids. But he's like, but it, how old is he in this film? Because like get into our oh. Definitely. Get into our belt is like, well, how how old you when you had that? What was it? It's a purple belt, wasn't it? He got. I I, I didn't have purple belt, so in my um, they call it the art. So in my like school, in a, in a way, it was white, yellow, orange, and then orange with a stripe, green, and then green with a couple of stripes, red, couple of stripes, and then black. It went from red to black, and oh wow, okay. D- different different schools do different oh wow, okay. things, but okay, yeah. I but mean, like, how old were you when you got black? Uh, I think I was like 14, 15, 14. Yeah, because it because it says like Jake Lloyd's like well, I'm like three near to black. It's like kid, you're like six. Like <laughs> it's like it's definitely um it's definitely like the mall karate, isn't it? Where like. They, you know, you like, oh, you go, you, you go to like more karate. You learn how to karate. I don't know. You probably went to a proper like um, club. You need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like more karate where you pay something like, like hardly anything, and then this guy will teach you probably like a half oh, an hour. Well, I'm, not, like, I'm not going to be like a bit of a sucker. At the end of the day, karate schools are a business. They've, yeah, they, they've yeah. got to make money. Yeah, but so, yeah, I, yeah, but like it's it's kind of like. But some quiet schools like teach you like a lot, while well, and some quiet schools don't. It's like me going swimming, and I'm being taught, "Oh yeah, this is how you swim." That's true. And then yeah. that's after like a two weeks, you're done, yeah. and I've learned. Oh, it's, I, just I mean, do the fun call. This is my like thing. The whole belt system is bollocks. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's like it's not um, a reflection on your ability or your dedication or no, your commitment no. to the, it's, to it's, the it, style. But, but it does it does help when you're about to get in the fight and you tell people that you're a black belt. And everyone's like, <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, everyone's shit. like, oh it's shit, like I'm black not... belt. <laughs> yeah, oh shit, get away from him. Like you know, yeah. don't don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> so um... I'm I'm this close to being a black belt. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Run, guys! I just got my black belt yesterday. Like, stay with me. <laughs> I'm gonna black belt uh, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's you know, it's like, oh, uh, don't fight me. I've only done two lessons of karate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back when you've done three. Like, I, I I killed a man in karate. He's like, oh, okay, actually, I, yeah, I'm not. I really want to see. Um, have you seen that Jesse Eisenberg film, The Art of Self Defense? No, I haven't. I want to see it. My my mother watched it. And she said it was really fun. So I want to I want to oh. watch it. Yeah. So um, back to Arnie. So he's like a workaholic, and he misses his son's karate. 
and you know his 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 wife Liz uh, and his um, his son are like pissed off at him. But you think about it, this guy is working a lot. Very hard to provide for his family. <laughs> yeah, and Jake's respect. <laughs> and Jake's getting pissed off. And Jamie's name is getting pissed off every time. I love how you keep but... calling him Jake. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Jamie. And also, also drink every time Jamie's name said in this what? film. Jamie and, and turn no, 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 Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, you're gonna be a father. You know, like it's. Um... I'm saying you, Jamie. <laughs> and sorry, I, Arnie. I, I we mean, love you. I mean. I know he's a workaholic far, but I mean, you know, this is kind of like nineties where people work really hard. That, I mean, that was um, a staple of like comedies. Like if you think yeah. of stuff like I don't know, liar liar. Um, I yeah, don't know, J- there's a couple of things like that. Yeah, Jamie, stop complaining. Like at least your dad's there. Like the other kids <laughs> haven't got dads. You know, out out in the nineties. Like you know, well, show some respect. Um, like stop moaning. The um. What was it like the sort of um Mr. Sunday movies? Like they were joking, saying like, "Oh, it's like a reflection of all the sort of like writers and execs on this film feeling guilty <laughs> about not being with their kids and that." I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually." I feel, I feel much it. It's like I'm so sorry I can't be with you for Christmas. I'm writing a, a screenplay for Jingle yeah. Boy. <laughs> I'm writing a screenplay about how I can't be with my family for Christmas. <laughs> um, so and obviously, yeah, Jamie. Obviously, Arnie's never there. So to make up for uh, not being there, he goes to buy an, uh, a Christmas present for Turbo Man, uh, but realizing that he hasn't got it, and Turbo Man kind of sold out like months ago. Um, which he could have bought a booster one and just say that, look, yeah. I got you a booster one. Be happy, uh, that I got. But you then, this but year. then, <laughs> but if you go to the Toy Star, there, there are Turbo Man, but they're small versions. So you could yeah, but he wants a... the he wants the deluxe. No, this is what you do: is you get the small one, and then you say after Christmas, I'll buy you, yeah, the better one. Yeah, well, I mean, in, in the new you know, in the it... new year's sales. See, this like, is this is this is also wrong. This is also an issue: how kids want the big thing, and it's about Christmas. How the gift that matters exactly. Like yeah. also, frankly, frankly, yeah, yeah. These, these yeah. American comedy Christmas films that always talk about the capitalism and commercialization of Christmas. And kids are like, okay, I want this for Christmas. I want this for Christmas. It's like, yeah, but it's the fault that counts. Now, mm, us as adults yeah. know, okay, how, how Honestly, expensive God, now I, it is. To... I'm happy at Christmas to have a pair of socks and a bottle of gin. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I, I, I go through pairs of socks so much over the yeah. year. Um, the amount, I, I guarantee it. I'm going to get a couple of scarves as well this year. I yeah. guarantee it. I, I am so easy to please now. Whereas yeah. when I was a kid, I, I wanted... Um, my dad did a, did a pretty similar thing, actually. Like, it's a, a joke we say at Christmas that um, my dad was basically like Arnie in Jingle All The Way, trying to get me a Tracy Island set from the Thunderbirds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I'm not lying. How much was, like was, was so for now? Like... He went, uh, I think, like, in one night, he went from, like, Cardiff to Swansea. Like, oh, my God, he went, like, all over South Wales trying to get it. So, this, like... um, yeah. So, he goes on this, like, crazy adventure trying to find Turbo Man. He goes to a bunch of stores. Uh we had like a what is that film that everyone parodies? It's like he goes through he drives or he walks and then you see always like uh say Oh the street lights. Um yeah what is that from? Uh, that, that's, that's from, from that's not oh, from China. Damn it. That's I remember Ch- um Chinatown saying a mm, no taxi driver. It. Is it taxi no. driver? I think it I think it actually is called something like Streetlights. 
Okay. Like, it's really he's, like, he's, like, he's a drunk or he's an, an insomniac and he's walking yeah, through like, yeah, the streets yeah, of New York. Yeah. Hmm. Or is that, something called like Streetlights or Four Lights? Something, the Simpsons something like powdered that. it. And in this film, they powdered it as well. But instead, it's Howard going around trying to find toy stores and yeah. it all kind of you know sold out Turbo Man. Yeah. Um, he then, like, um, you know, he. He goes through so many weird stuff where, like, he tries to like buy off an old woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is quite funny. Here's my number and stuff. And then um, he goes to the Mall of America, where it's basically they're all fighting over like uh, whoever. It's such a dumb thing because then uh, it's like, okay, right, I'm going to call out a number. Whoever gets this number or this ball gets you know turbo man and then it leads to arnie basically still chasing after a kid in the play area which is so dodgy yeah, it's weird <laughs> yeah and then he goes to a dodgy black market <laughs> maybe yeah. sex, maybe maybe sex trafficking santa black you know santa like so how many different types of santa did we see in that scene um we had like brawly like uh, we had the Santa. we had the, the, the dwarf, dwarf Santa, um, um, nunchuck, candy cane Santa, yeah, um, the main guy who's um, damn it, what's his uh, Jim trade by uh, J- Jim Belushi? That's it. Yeah, Jim Belushi, the lesser brother of the Belushi brothers. Um, and <laughs> then we had uh, we had the Danny Woodburn's Tony the Elf. Um, <laughs> <Tom>. <laughs> He's appeared in so many. He's films. always done elves. I'm sure he has. I've seen him in like other. He's typecast, well. isn't he? Um, oh, so that giant Santa is Paul Wright the second. Apparently, he's a he's a wrestler. No, f- forget what about Ninja Santa? See, yeah, the candy cane. <laughs> Ninja. It's it's so dumb. And then the police so turn. Weird, and then the police turn up like SWAT yeah. turn up. It's like what is this? And then Arnie gets away with it by tending to be like an undercover cop. God and dear. then they. Go to, they go to then, um, they go to a news, uh, one of those uh, radio stations places, yeah, and they break down the window and they are, you know, he demands like, you know, tow a man. And then the guy calls the police, the police turn up and basically Sinbad pretends he has a bomb, but actually has got a bomb. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it goes absolutely ridiculous. And then he goes back home, breaks into Ted's house to steal his. Uh, Turbo Man, and then has a fight with a reindeer. Sets the house on fire. I'm so, like the only one who watched this, thinking I really like the practical effects for the reindeer. I quite liked it as well. I yeah, I don't it, know, like I liked how like they had like the mouth to move and stuff, and I thought it was really cool actually. It, it's uh, it's for like it's, a cheap it, film. I yeah, yeah. Um, I just love how Ted is just like. It, it's just like, oh, your wife's cookies are amazing. Ass. Yeah, and he says, oh, yeah. I get, it. I can, uh, I can fix your house for you. Like, you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's just there, and it's so like, honestly, guy, if I was here, I would have slapped him and just told him. No, to but I think what this, this guy, what this guy does, I reckon, like, it's weird because all these women are like, when we see in the karate, uh, you know, tournament, uh, like the demonstration, like, um, he's talking to all these women. They're like, oh, you know, can can you like fix my like. Uh, you know, like my gutter and stuff like that, you know, put my Christmas <laughs> lights up. So, and then Liz yeah. is like not interested yet, but 
but I reckon, I legit reckon that um, he's probably a good shag. So this women must have been like Liz <laughs> before, and yeah. then they basically succumbed to his temptation to to his kind of like you know his flirting and his sexual kind of like you know like hints and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and then he he she's a sex they have sex with him, and then they like oh they're like oh yeah I want to have them over longer. I reckon that is. I reckon <laughs> what. <laughs> Well, I reckon, I, I, this head cannon you've got going is, is no, amazing. It, it, it's funny. I reckon, like, I reckon if Liz slept with Ted and afterwards she'd be kind of like, yeah, fuck my husband. I you think know. the women are underwritten. They, they, I know, they're submissive and that's why yes. they don't tell him to fuck off. That's yes, why they're underwritten, but maybe it's like a bigger thing to Ted. Maybe he is, obviously, he's a divorced, divorced dad, <laughs> you know, and then maybe women like divorced parents. Some, I don't know, like... <laughs> Because they're so vulnerable. God, they need to they? be a remake from Ted's perspective. They're, yeah, probably should have done. It's yeah, the same film, but from his perspective, he's just trying to be a good dad, really. And, and, and <laughs> no, 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 but yeah. he is. He is. He's trying to be a good dad. He's he's spoiling his son, uh, Johnny, with Toa Man. He's doing all this and stuff. Like he makes like Christmas cookies. He makes like bloody not alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> like yeah. I think he's trying to prove that he is a good father and a good man in a way, but he does it and he's also very sleazy as well. So in a way, like you're getting kind of like sick of him. Yeah. But then you can't get sick of Phil Hartman because he, he's such a good job. I know, right? Like, yeah. He's, he's probably the best performance in this film, to be honest. Like, And he's pro- he was probably such a nice fella in real life as well. So how yeah. Much, like, how could you hate this character? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, honestly, like, when he when he talks, right? I was just waiting him to, you know, I was like, "You might remember me from such films as." I'm just like, <laughs> I was, I was literally waiting for that as well. Head of the Apes, the musical, you know, like, yeah. God, I'm actually quite good at that. If I if I'm gonna blow my own trumpet, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, would you say he's the main antagonist, or would you say Christmas is the main antagonist? I think Sinbad's main antagonist, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're just yeah. different obstacles, to be honest, because you know, yeah. like a, a good story has like the main protagonist going through obstacles to kind of get to the end point and how yeah. he's learned a lesson or developed. So, for Howard, Sinbad's an obstacle. Ted's an obstacle. The police officer's an obstacle. Yeah, and stuff like that. Everyone's out to get him. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's so it's so ridiculous. Um, it's almost like Blues Brothers level of like absurdity. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's after him. Like, you know, he's got he's got to, he's gotta, gotta the, get to this one place. Yeah, you got a reindeer as well. And at the end, after like you know, Liz goes to the Christmas parade with Ted and Jamie. Howard is drinking alcohol with the deer, the reindeer, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Pretty dumb, but still funny. And then he decides, "Oh, I'm going to, you know, make it up to Jamie." He goes to the Christmas parade, and uh, he ends up accidentally becoming Turbo Man because he's the right <laughs> height and built, and yeah. you know. Um, Didn't you think and- it was really funny that the, the suit up scene? How they 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 are literally forcing him to get dressed against his will. Well, mate, this is I, like, you know, in film, so it, if you're like, you know, if the clock is ticking, you got to get dressed. Like, no, <laughs> no question about it. And people, you know, they are on the float. Like, it's still going. And so, I um, say, that costume is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
pretty well made. For like again, this cheap ish film. That what was the budget on this film? Um seventy five million. Which yeah, so was quite high, I suppose. Quite but high, but it made like 129 in the box That probably went to the stars, though, didn't it? You know. Oh, yeah. A lot of that probably went to. Yeah. Um, so i got to say, like, yeah, the production value for stuff like, yeah, his suit. The effects were a bit naff, but, yeah, like, and, oh, so the main, the main, the baddie's called Dementor. I thought his suit was pretty cool as well. Like, you see the, the brain and all that stuff. That was, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, and um, eventually we find that Sinbad because like take like takes the mental outfit and then he's like oh i want that kid's toy and <laughs> yeah. so he goes after jake lloyd and there's this ridiculous chase and toba matt uses his howard uses like his jetpack that's it that whole like sequence is so just over the top and it's like the the the, the bad effects of them falling flying it's absolutely awful I had to skip over it because I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous yeah, now. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, and basically, J- like, Jamie Nee dies in like a couple of occasions. <laughs> and then Sinbad is like, gets arrested by police. Um, at the end, Jamie says, okay, I, need- I should give this to Sinbad because he needs it more than I do. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got the real Toba Man at home. Oh, uh, it's quite funny, nice real- saying, like, oh, yeah, family. Sin- Sin- Sinbad. You know, oh, thank you for giving it to my son. Yeah, I'll make sure to give to him after I come out yeah. of prison because I nearly killed <laughs> yeah. somebody. I actually physically assault, assaulted someone. Uh, you know, engagement to prop damage to property. Also, same with Howard. The amount of damage he does. Somewhere. He bombed yeah, that yeah, place. yeah. Like he's gonna go to prison for a quite a while. Like. Um, even Howard should go to prison for the amount of damage he's done to like. Yeah. Trespassing, trespassing, uh, attacking like a radio station, uh, you know, Animal like cruelty, stalk, <laughs> like you know, child harassment, child, you know, st- you know, go near touching a child and stuff like no, that way, yeah. but kind of like you know, check out a child really dodgily. He's like, yeah, like in the real life, these two will be in prison, then Jake will, yeah, Lloyd was not get to a man till a couple of years later, <laughs> yeah. And after that, then it'd be like, oh, the Toby Man's old now. It's but a new this is, thing. This is, this is the 90s. Stuff like that doesn't happen in those films. This is the 90s where everything has a happy ending. I know. But the Wet Bandits got the prison. So... Yeah, but they were like, they were truly evil, you know. <laughs> truly evil. Whereas like, where Myron, like, he wasn't the baddie, really. You know, he was basically the same as Howard, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, so, obviously, then Tob Howard... Is at, at the end, it's Howard puts a star on a tree because that's something he does. Um, Liz seems to be absolutely attracted to Howard in suit. There's a lot of sexual innuendos in this film as well. You know, oh, like the again, idea was like, was, Oh, your wife's era, wasn't it? Your wife's yeah. cookies are amazing, um, and stuff like that. It's it, it's so it's so funny. Well, um, you you watch like Ghostbusters and stuff. Like, oh yeah, a, we know the section to family film meant yeah. that there was humor for all of the family, even this like sexual. You can't do that like, nowadays, can you? Tondras. You can't do that. You can't have oh, section to windows in no, films nowadays because people no. the cameras would be out on you know with pictures like, and stuff. It's considered bad taste. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if if it's a bit of a dog whistle and if only like certain people can sort of you know appreciate it. I don't see the harms. Like, and ob- obviously, if it's like toxic or if it's like prejudice, then it's bad and it shouldn't be allowed. But like, yeah, like 
if it's like these little like innuendos, I, I don't see any harm in that. No. And so at the end, basically, Liz asked Howard where he got her, and he realizes <laughs> yeah. that he forgot to get a gift. Um, and so, it's like, yeah. Oh, no. He's, oh, he's no. back where he started. Back where he started. Yeah. He's learned his lesson in some way, but he also forgot to get his wife a gift along the way. Um, he that, could. That, that's a statement. To be like, fair, to be fair, he could get away with not giving Jamie a gift. But you don't get away with not but getting. He, but he get missed his karate uh, grading. No, to but make it like the wife, son. the wife, the kid will forget about it. They've got the strop. Uh, but then Liz <laughs> get will get. Pit- but then if like if Hal forgets to get Liz a present, Liz could and be like, "I want a divorce." No, <laughs> Jesus, you didn't get in Miss Turbo Man. I want a divorce. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's more like, oh, you got Jamie his Turbo Man, but you didn't get me a present. I oh, want right. a divorce. <laughs> so yeah, um, I see some of people saying that this is this um, this film is pro divorce, like <laughs> pro divorce. Yeah, because people say that, like, oh yeah, um, you know, Ted is divorced, but he seems to be doing a lot for his kid and stuff. While seems happy, seems happy. Yeah. Whilst um, you know, he's got multiple women to sleep with in the neighborhood. You know, um, whilst Howard is like, you know always late and doesn't turn up for Jake and stuff like um, doesn't seem to be very affectionate with his wife so I think that this film is kind of like divorce is kind of a good thing <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. for the kids sake I like, don't know I think that's just one of those unfounded like maybe the farm theories. if the father's divorced then he has to put more effort to like be with his son like he, <laughs> he doesn't take for granted what he has if he's like you know married with his wife I and stuff know. like that I, I think it's oh. um... It's just, it's like the classic, like, staple of like 80s, 90s comedies of like the high, the tightly strung sort of like workaholic father who ha- has to make it up to like his family because he, he missed something. But then he, through like a, a big sort of like, um, uh, to- not token, but a big sort of like show of affection, he makes it up to them and they all live happily ever after, you know. It's, 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 it's a staple of that time. It reminds me a lot of Liar Liar. Yeah, yeah. It's when that came out. Hang on, let me just Google it real quick. Man, ninety as well. Really, ninety six. I think so. I think no, not nineties, not ninety six. Liar, liar. Um, nineteen ninety seven. Oh wow, okay. Hmm. Um. Oh, you said Harvey Coleman. He was. Is he in The Simpsons? No. Oh, right. Um... Why do I keep thinking? Harvey Corman. Oh, he's been oh, in some bad stuff. Oh, he's been in the Flintstone. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's been in a bunch. All right. Um, Harvey Corman. There's like a running joke about Harvey Corman. I can't remember who it is. Um, oh, he was, um, he was in Dracula Dead and Loving It. That was it. I think that's See, one of the jokes. Ah, okay. Harvey Corman was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, I forgot about that. That's where... That's where Got it from, yeah. Harley Coleman. He's a pre- he's a president. Of this, you know, he's done well for himself. Yeah, he's the um, guy. Like the um, the uh, B. Arthur was uh, pouring drinks in his head. Yeah. What the <laughs> weird? Jeez, I think it's about that time of year again where I need to re- rewatch it. No, you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> we already reviewed it, so you don't have to. Um. So, did you hear about the lawsuit with this film? So there was a lawsuit. Yeah. So, hmm. um. 
1998, Murray Hill Publishing sued 20th Century Fox for $150,000, claiming that the idea for the film was stolen from a screenplay they had purchased through high school student Brian Webster entitled Could This Be Christmas? Um, they said the script had 36 similarities with Jingle the Way, including the plot, dialogue, and character names. Murray Hill president Bob Lowell bought the script from Webster in 1993 and sent it to Fox and other studios in 1994, but received no response and claimed the idea was copied by Cornfield, who was Fox's script reader. In 2001, Fox was found guilty of stealing the idea in order to pay $19 million, Jesus. $15 million in damages and $4 million in legal costs to Murray Hill, with Webster to receive a portion. Lowell died a few months after the verdict before receiving any of the money. On appeal, the damages figures were lowered to $1.5 million before the verdict itself was squashed in 2004 after the judge decided the idea was not stolen as ah. Fox had bought Cornfield's screenplay before or he right. or anyone else at Fox had read Could This Be Christmas? Right, so this is basically seems to be like a m- misunderstanding, really, of like this, this person or... Yeah. So just... Well, it's like this, right? Like, originality is undiscovered plagiarism. Yeah, have you heard that saying before? So but isn't you know isn't it's that... like how original are your ideas? You know, mm. it's a Christmas film. You know, like you can only get so original. <laughs> I know, I know, and I mean, how many stuff have people written today that has been kind of copied from other stuff? Because well, then, what, what was that yeah. really famous? A really famous um, fantasy series that came out in like the sixties, and oh, is that um, a, it's about a really famous American author. Um, but it was kind of like similar to Harry Potter. They came out before Harry Potter. Similar to Harry Potter. Yeah, it's story had like wizards and, and shit. It's about wizards going to like school. Oh, oh, like um, like uh, the worst witch. Is it the worst witch? I think that was, that was a British thing, though. I'm not sure. No, no, this is a book. Oh, um, right. I'm, uh, I'm not familiar then. Yeah. What? Wait, I'm gonna type it up quickly. Uh, it, it happens all the time, honestly. Like, I know, I you know. You've got to think of like how many like scripts and screenplays these producers and like writers receive, and how many sort of like amendments and, as we said, like rewrites and stuff that he just goes through. It, you know, they become camels, like these horses made by committee. Originality is is like it's so. How could you define originality, honestly? It, it, I think it's impossible nowadays. I sound quite old saying that, but uh, I think it's true. I, I don't think you can get. You can be really original, unless you're. Um... I don't know. I feel like even music, like you can't be original with music now. There's only so many chords you can do, isn't it? But uh... is it the? I can't remember what it is. Hmm. Oh, it's such, it's such a. It's by a really famous American uh, yeah. author. Um... Yeah. Should, but, we, uh, should we rate this film? Yeah, if there's anything else you want to say about it, I mean, uh, uh, another thing, obviously, you know, this is kind of based on um, the inspiration from uh, High Demand Christmas Toys, such as the Carriage Patch Kids and the Mind Morphin Power Rangers, yeah, um, as well. And obviously, the year before, Toy Story. So, obviously, the oh, idea of I, like. I got a question for you. Like, what, yeah. what was your like big Power Rangers thing when you were growing up? I gotta say this, I wasn't really big into Power Rangers growing really? up. Really? Yeah, I wasn't. I was more kind of like into 
Thomas Hank Engine and um, Thunderbirds and Power. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah, Fun- maybe, yeah. maybe Mark more than Power Engine, more American thing. Yeah, right. Know. Is this just me or that that Thunderbirds show came out in the sixties, right? Why is it that I was exposed to it like in the like when I was born, so like early early noughties? But your dad, obviously, uh, uh, probably actually, dad, yeah. Isn't it? But I remember watching him on TV. I remember watching the stuff like Captain Scarlet. But your dad, your dad got you into that. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's like, like like Lord of the Rings, I suppose, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's actually before I say it, I want to know another thing. Um, okay. This is what I thought about. You know, you're watching like when they're in the um, toy store. And everyone's kind of like fighting over the uh, <laughs> yeah. presents and stuff. And then we go to more America. They're just like falling over each other and beating each other up and stuff. Just shows how society can just collapse over just like what a, one toy just going out of stock. <laughs> this is a society end of civilization moment. Uh, I mean, film. it's not too far from the truth. Like, no, look at what no. happened with like toilet paper riots. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you just look at Black Friday in America every oh God, every yeah. year, and then you look at Black Friday in the UK, and it's like nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares, yeah, because it's not a big thing in America. People more people more kind of like love objects and well, stuff. our Black Friday isn't about bigger. shopping. Black no. Friday is basically the Friday where you break up from work for the Christmas holidays. Yeah, and you but, just go on the Raz. But but Black Friday is um, also. Um, but Black Friday's next Friday, isn't it for us? Yeah. Um, you mean like the American version? For the British version, no. Brit- British version is the Friday for you break up for Christmas. Oh yeah, I got confused. Yeah, so the American version next week. Uh, but then also you have Thanksgiving. So obviously, oh, the idea right. is the family comes together, has Thanksgiving, and then they do their Christmas shopping and stuff yeah. like. So run up, when so. is fa- uh, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Like now, is it? There's always that one day in it. They have Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, yeah forgive us our uh, ignorance. Twenty fifth, twenty fifth of November. Twenty um, fifth of November, and then it's twenty sixth for Bangkok uh, Black Friday. Right. Oh well. Happy Thanksgiving to all the American listeners. Yeah. Let's have a look. Let me just see what. Uh, what's the UK? When's Black Friday UK? Why is it saying twenty sixth November? Oh, that, that's probably like the, the sort of like online sales and like Amazon stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, let's go to the rating this film. Um, this film is, it's all right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I would watch it again unless it's like on TV. I've got nothing else <laughs> yeah. to watch. If I've got like, you know, like it's one of those films I like if Film 4 were doing a, or like another sh- film channel would, doing like a bunch of like you know christmas films while you're like you know doing household works and stuff like that or like you know doing studying or something once in the background to keep you preoccupied and watch this but i'll say it's quite forgetful um they made a second one with larry the cable guy which was more awful yeah Um, i'm not gonna watch it anytime soon no so uh but it's again it's one of those classic christmas films of the 90s uh, you think of Jingle the Way, and you think of Deck Halls as well, Deck the Halls. So, um, I would give this a rating out of uh, probably. Oh, I'm going to give this a rating of four, 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 four out of ten. Yeah, okay. not four or five. 
No, no. Four out of five <laughs> is my letterbox ones. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't do out ten on the. Uh, um, hmm, let me just letterbox think for a moment. Uh, right. As I said in the start, I'm very like skewed in considering that I remember watching this as a kid, so there's definitely some nostalgia. Um, saying that, I upon rewatching this, there were some jokes I really found hilarious. Like Sinbad was funny in it. Like Arnie, I don't know why, but I really find him hilarious. Um, but yeah, the screenplay was absolute shite. Um, story was shit. Uh, the effects used were absolute bollocks. Um, oh, it just—it just seemed like there was just like a couple of just really funny sketches just melded together. Is a couple of like SNL sketches. I didn't really like this film. I would rewatch it again because I have a a liking for like films like this. Oh, I'd buy it because gonna... I get an extra point yeah. because Ted because Phil Hartman's in it. Hmm. I did really like Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this a strong five. Yeah, Ooh, strong okay. five. Okay, that's uh, that, that's interesting. You're you're less harsh than I am. Uh, so <laughs> I'm yeah, just, I'm just like I don't know. The the, the nostalgia is there. Yeah. It's just like it's real, man. Yeah. So that's, hockey down. that's our review of... There's not really that a lot of famous kind of lines from this film, is it? Apart from put the cookie down. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but, yeah, so wrapping up, um, you know, have you seen this film? If you haven't, go. well, I'll say go watch it if you want to. But if you have, like, you know, just, you know, comment, comment on the video, uh, message us on... Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, so coming up now is uh, next week we are going to be doing our Spider-Man marathon. Well, I wouldn't say it's a marathon. It's kind of like a Spider-Man <laughs> watching series. So we're starting yes. off with the, the Raimi trilogy next weekend. The weekend after that, we are going to be doing the Mark Webb uh, series. Uh, we've already reviewed uh, Far From Home and Homecoming uh if you check that out it's our it's last year we did a review of all the mcu films and then went up to phase four um really good i enjoyed that episode actually um those, those episodes so um that's it and then coming up as well we've got the matrix four coming out so we can be viewing the matrix trilogy um and then yeah and then i think Christmas around Christmas time, we're going to be viewing Spy Man Far From Home and then finishing off with our typical uh, 2021 in, in, uh, in review, really. So we talk about our favorite shows of the year, our favorite films, you know, what we're going to see in 2022, et cetera, et cetera. So um, be sure to stick around for more uh, THCC content. So uh, thank you everyone for joining in. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about uh, Jingle the Way. Uh, follow us on numerous uh, pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on numerous platforms we are on, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Overcast, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Be sure to like, follow, share, review, all review, all together. That would be pretty much helpful. It will help us uh, keep adding content and... Um, 
you know, keep making great stuff for our listeners because yeah, we bring enjoy more it. Stuff out for you, the listener. Yeah, for you, the listeners. Yeah. So um, hello, you. So be sure uh, to uh, be sh- <laughs> you. <laughs> no, I, mean, I was doing that bloody that show with that bloody psychopath in it. You have you seen that? Yeah, that I've seen all, all three seasons. <laughs> I don't know why I watched it. It's like it's like it's like hello you. Yeah. Why uh, why why pick that book up? Are you my some skin sort of... crawls every time he does that? Uh, have you got have you got an issue with your relationship? Yeah. Oh, a book. You like books. <laughs> I like books too. You. <laughs> you. God damn it. And he stalks stalks on Facebook and he's like Yeah. I like how every single thing he's like majority of people he stalks they all got like open accounts. Yeah, open accounts. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so easy. Like that guy's a good researcher. He can do a good research job. If, I know. Uh... <laughs> he puts that down on his um, what they call it in America is a resume. Yeah, imagine yeah. like wow, we're like you got the job. This is amazing. <laughs> you stalk <laughs> women for a living. All right. Um... How successful are you? <laughs> and he just kills the uh, interviewer. Oh, God. Interview. Were afterwards, so um, yeah, so be sure to stick around for more Toffee Coffee cast content and uh, early Christmas. So, shall I say Merry Christmas coming uh, up? Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, um, thank you everybody, and we'll see you on the next Toffee Coffee cast. <laughs>